This Saturday is really last chance saloon for these Miami Hurricanes. Will they send their seniors out with a final home victory? Will they win another game and extend their season into bowl eligibility? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much, especially on a holiday week, for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving and a, a great Black Friday so far. Don't spend all your money. I know the deals seem great, okay, but let's not get too carried away today. I'm just looking forward for a big college football weekend. And for a lot of teams out there, it's the final time you're going to see them play in 2022. And if our Miami Hurricanes lose, could very well be the final time we see them play. I say could very well be because... Miami is actually one of the teams that's in good position because of team GPA where they could actually be one of those teams that makes a bowl despite five and seven. If they lose, I'm not saying you guys want that, right? Cause a lot of you would say five and seven, we don't deserve to play again, but I'm just telling you Miami could still be bowl eligible, even if they don't win tomorrow, but obviously you're officially bowl eligible with six wins. That's what we're looking at. It is senior day. It's a night game. Before we get into some of the nuts and bolts from Miami versus Pittsburgh, which um, it's a tough game. Pitt is a good opponent. Miami obviously has had some very down moments this year, but so have the Pitt Panthers. The Pitt Panthers are beatable. This is not an invincible team. And depending on certain Miami players, if they play or don't play, Pittsburgh can be beaten. Now, in the last couple of days, we've had more updates on who's hitting the transfer portal from the University of Miami. So here's who we know so far. Six players have officially made their intentions known. Three defensive backs, Keyshawn Washington, who was one of the most recent, Jalen Harrell, also recent, and Gilbert Frierson, who we've known about for more than a week. Uh, two defensive linemen, Alan Hay and Elijah Roberts, and running back Thad Franklin, who we've known about for some time. So that's six so far. As we know, several players inevitably are going to join them in the portal. I have predicted 20-plus will leave in the portal. And listen, uh, the six names that I mentioned were guys who haven't really been playing and I would imagine many more of the names who enter the portal are going to be guys who haven't played a whole lot, okay? But I do think, and I'm not necessarily going to predict who. I think a few of them could be could be obvious, but I think there's going to be a handful of players who do play regularly or semi-regularly who are going to hit the portal. And the reason why they haven't announced it yet is because since they know they do play regularly, why would they announce it before the final game? Because that only puts them in a weird position, puts them in a more awkward position if you were to announce I'm hitting the portal when you expect to actually play in this game against Pittsburgh. So there's a reason why there's only six names who have announced they're hitting the portal so far because a handful of others don't want to do it until the season is over. So after this game against Pitt, I think you're going to see more hit the portal, okay? Um, you know, I do expect um, Keyshawn Smith is probably going to end up hitting the portal officially. He's basically already left the team. 
Um, I'm expecting Jake Garcia to leave and I'm going to wish him the best, um, you know, cause I, I want him to succeed. Uh, if it's not at Miami, I'd like to see him as long as he doesn't go to Florida or something, although they're, they're in okay shape in the future at quarterback. Uh, and there were some rumors, I guess, premature in the last several days about Avery Huff, the linebacker hitting the portal, but he does, hasn't done that at least not officially yet. So I wonder if that's going to come to fruition and there's going to be a number of other players who hit it, but um, we'll focus on Pittsburgh first. We'll cross the whole portal bridge, or we'll cross into that Stargate when we get to it. Um, and of course, final game of the season. It's been a rough year for Miami, five and six. They have underachieved, no question about it. Which version of Miami shows up this week? Which version of Pittsburgh shows up this week? The Pitt Panthers are beatable. Let's get that out of the way first. Like, this is not a game you head into like Clemson where you think, hey, we're going to have to basically play perfect to beat these guys. This Pittsburgh team found a way to lose to Georgia Tech at home this season. They got whooped by North Carolina when at least Miami kept it close against the Tar Heels and a lot of self-inflicted wounds in that one. However, Pitt also did take a good Tennessee team into overtime, and they beat Syracuse at a time when we thought Syracuse was good. They were ranked 20th in the country at that time. So Pittsburgh has had some really good performances and some head-scratchingly bad performances. So this really depends on which version of Pitt shows up and which version of Miami shows up. How badly does Miami want bowl eligibility? How badly do they want to send their senior teammates out with a W in their final home game? Because when you've got a team who has a pulse, that's usually an important thing. Every former player that I've talked to about senior day, they will tell you, hey, when I was a senior, I knew it was my final home game. I played like hell. I left it all on the field. And then they would also tell me, hey, when I was an underclassman, I would always have incentive to play extra hard on senior day because I had so much respect for my mentors and my senior teammates. Like I was motivated to play for them. Like I wanted to send them off with a W. Uh, you know, these players that I speak to, former players are guys who played, you know, five, 10, 20, sometimes 30 or 40 years ago. So I know the attitude is different in 2022, but I hope that these players from the freshmen to the seniors all play with that kind of emotion because, yeah, senior day should give the home team an advantage. I know it doesn't always play out that way. Like Miami beat up on Georgia Tech pretty good a couple weeks ago in their senior day, so that didn't work out for them. I hope it works out for Miami today. Uh, I also wonder how strong is the crowd going to be at Hard Rock Stadium because I know like Miami fans – they love night games. Um, we suspect they're going to wear those Miami Knights uniforms, which should look really cool in the stadium and on TV. But at the same time, it's Miami, and it's a 5-6 and six team. Folks might find other ways to spend their time on Saturday night. So I hope it's a great crowd because, you know, first game of the season and last home game of the season always hit a little bit different for me because it's either your first chance to see your team in person or it's your last chance to see them for several months. So I hope the crowd is out there and I hope they're loud and I hope they're supporting their canes uh, as far as actual on the field stuff. Miami's rushing defense. Oh man, if you're going to win this game, your rushing defense is going to have to play a starring role. All right. Pittsburgh Panthers, they have the best running back in the conference. Israel Abanacanda, you've heard that name, you're going to remember that name. 
He has over 1,300 rushing yards in 10 games played this season. In his 10 games played, he's been over 100 yards in eight out of those 10. He averages 5.89 yards per carry this year. He did get a bit banged up in the final series of that Duke game last week, so I wonder if he's 100% for a guy like that. I wonder if he if it even matters if he's 100%. Uh, and then you've got Miami's rush defense, the way they match up with that, all right? Miami's rush defense, like, they've looked really good against the inferior opposition and then really bad against teams like Florida State and Clemson against the run, so they – They've been a Jekyll and Hyde rushing defense. They're fifth in the ACC against the run. A few weeks ago, they were second in the ACC against the run. So the Florida State and Clemson games made them fall from grace quite a bit. Um, Miami's D-line, we know they need to be disruptive, and they've done that well at times. They've always been near the top of the nation in tackles for a loss this year. Uh, the usual faces, right, like Leonard Taylor, Akeem Mesidor, who played really well last week, uh, Jafari Harvey, Daryl Jackson, the transfer defensive tackle, who's been one of the better stories on that team. These guys need to be putting that constant pressure on, and they need to be getting in the backfield, trying to tackle a Banacanda behind the line of scrimmage. He's a tough runner. When you try to tackle that guy, you're making business decisions because he can run over you if you're not all in on making that tackle. That's going to be a tough matchup, right? I mean, you faced some good backs this year, Clemson and Florida State, but Abanacanda, I would argue, the best running back Miami has faced all year, and that includes uh, A-Chain with Texas A&M as well. Best running back you have faced all year. You have to be on point there. And, oh, yeah, Miami's linebackers. There's a lot of pressure on them to play disciplined. Corey Flagg, Wes Besaint, they need to be disciplined on the field. They need to tackle with form, gaps, angles. Everything's going to be important this week. Uh, so stopping the run is going to be key because if they can put Pitt in uncomfortable passing positions, talking about big third down situations, Kidon Slovis, Pittsburgh's quarterback, he can make mistakes. He's not been impressive whatsoever. Slovis this year, he's averaging 213 and a half passing yards per game, just seven touchdowns and eight interceptions. Um, it's been, if you look at Pittsburgh's offensive numbers, now, they've got an excellent defense and an excellent running game. But if you look at their overall offensive numbers from last year and their passing numbers from last year, obviously those took a big hit in the transition from Kenny Pickett to Kadon Slovis. It's not been the same. But Pittsburgh has other ways to beat you. They don't rely heavily on their passing game. But if Miami can make them rely on their passing game, Slovis is going to make mistakes and – Miami's defensive backs, obviously, DJ Ivy has had some big picks this year. No one in the country has had more interceptions than Cam Kinchins. These guys are going to need to make some plays and hopefully force Slovis into making mistakes this year, all right? Now, Pittsburgh's defense, excellent. They have the top rushing defense in the conference right now. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back and how Miami can attack that. Are we going to see Don Chaney? get some carries this week is he going to be eased back in a little bit or are we not going to see him tote the rock at all this season we're going to talk more about our keys and we're going to have the Canes stock report which Miami Hurricanes players are we buying stock in for this matchup right after we talk about the great folks at underdog fantasy Guys, I'm rooting for a team that's five and six on the year. So people are wondering, like, Dono, has this been a miserable college football season because your Canes have struggled? You know why it's not been a miserable season? 
because I'm winning money making these pick em selections at Underdog Fantasy. I've been playing Underdog. This is my third season now with Underdog Fantasy. It's their first with us here on the Locked On Network. It is the easiest place to spice up your college football season. Guys, it takes minutes to sign up, create your profile, make your first deposit, and we'll tell you how you can double that first deposit. And you make these selections on the college football pick them, right? You just select a player, predict if he's going to go higher or lower than stat projections. You select two to five players and you win real money. So for this week, I like Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers higher than one and a half touchdown passes against Baylor. And I'm actually going to go lower than 318 and a half passing yards for UNC quarterback Drake May against NC State. The Wolfpack are decent against the pass, 222 yards given up per game. And I think in a rivalry game, they can keep things a little bit tight. And 318 and a half is a big number. So I'm going to go lower 318 and a half passing yards for Drake May. And I like higher than one and a half passing touchdowns for Quinn Ewers against Baylor. You guys can either use my selections, make your own, or even fade my selections if you guys think I'm the mush and I don't know what I'm doing. So go to Underdog and make your own picks. It's easy to find five players across any team, not just your Canes, and decide if they're going to finish higher or lower. It's one of the easiest fantasy-to-play games out there. You can win cold, hard cash in a single game. So sign up at Underdog with our promo code Locked On. And Underdog is going to double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 free. It's so easy to sign up. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the free mobile app, Underdog Fantasy app. It's in the App Store or the Google Play Store. It's a free app. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code locked on, all one word. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So we're taking a look at uh, at Pitt's uh, defense here. Uh, top rushing defense in the ACC. They give up just 94 and a half yards per game on the ground. So that's going to be a challenge for Miami. And I also understand um, if Tyler Van Dyke is back and able to start this game you add a lot to your passing game, but you take something away from your running game, right? Because that's – and Jakari Brown would play, right? You would use Jakari Brown situationally, but still uh, you lose a little bit of that spark from Jakari's ability to improvise if he's the starting quarterback. I think you gain more from the passing game than you lose from the running game, though. So you have to wonder, um, status of Henry Parrish, you know, hopefully he's fully – Good to go, 100%. He's looking like vintage Parrish from earlier this year. Jalen Knighton, if you get a, a better version of him than you got against Clemson. Uh, are we going to see Don Chaney at all? I wonder that because he's been medically cleared to play at least for the past week. We didn't see him last week. Are we going to see Chaney this week? Because when Chaney plays, when he's healthy, which is rare, but when he's healthy, I think he's Miami's best well-rounded, best overall back on this team. We've just got to get him on the field and get him into rhythm. Uh, and guys, Pitt's front seven is no joke. Second in the ACC with 39 sacks this year. For reference, Miami's defense is third in sacks with 37 on the year. Definitely watch out on their defensive line for defensive tackle Kalijah Kansi. Uh, He's going to be probably a first or second round draft pick when he comes out. He's got seven sacks and 14 quarterback hurries this year. 
and their front seven is really good. I'm predicting this one to be a low-scoring, close game because I think both defenses are going to step up and play pretty well, including Pitt's defense. It's not going to be easy to score against this Pittsburgh defense. Let's get into our Miami Hurricanes stock report for this week. Now, you know how we like to do it, guys. We like to buy low. We like to sell high. Uh, and listen, we're not like your Uncle Louie down the block who gives you the most obvious stock advice. He's like, hey, kid, come here. I don't know if you've heard of this, but General Motors, they make cars. Have you heard of this stock? You should buy some stock in General Motors. Why don't you buy Apple stock? They make computers. Yep, yeah, Uncle Louie, everyone's heard of Apple, all right? So let's buy some stock in the case. And you know what? I feel kind of like Uncle Louie this week because I'm looking at my list for players I'm buying stock in this week. Some of these are pretty obvious, guys. But you know what? When you're in dire need of a victory, final game of the year, maybe it's okay to go with some of these legacy stocks, to go with your Disney's, to go with your Apple's, your General. Maybe it's okay, General Electric, whatever. Maybe it's okay because for the last game, you want your most dependable players to step up and play big. First guy that I'm buying stock in is Cam Kitchens. Cam, the last two weeks, has been the best player in a Miami uniform. No one on this team will be better prepared from a film study standpoint for their opponent than Cam. If he can force a fumble like he did last week, a couple of those maybe against a Banacanda, if Miami can get Slovis needing to throw on some third and longs, Cam is the most likely guy to grab some interceptions. Uh, Cam Kinchins, I know his stock has been really high the last couple weeks. Let's make it soar. Let's take Cam Kinchins' stock and send it to the moon. Let's buy some of that stock. I think he's he's been Miami's most consistent defensive back, certainly, and the best Miami player for the last couple weeks. I'm buying stock in Cam Kinchins. Now, I guess this one's a little bit riskier of a stock because I can't say for sure if he's going to play. I suspect he's going to start. I know he wants to start. That's Tyler Van Dyke. I'm buying some stock here. It's a risk on investment, and I'm buying low on TVD because I know he wants to play, and I think he's going to be back this Saturday. Tyler Van Dyke, you remember all those great games that he had last season? His best game of his career so far arguably came against Pitt last year. 426 passing yards. I don't think Miami can win this game without Tyler Van Dyke. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that he plays. And if he does play, that opens so much for Miami's weapons down the field. So I'm buying stock in Tyler Van Dyke. I'm definitely buying stock in senior tight end Will Mallory. Maybe I haven't talked enough about the seniors, but for a guy like Mallory, final home game he's going to play, perhaps the final game period of his career in a Miami Hurricanes uniform fifth year senior I know Will wants to leave his mark and especially if Tyler plays expect that Van Dyke Mallory connection to be open early and often um, Will is going to play his butt off this Saturday so I'm definitely buying stock in Will Mallory and you know I'm buying stock in both of your kickers your kicker and your punter yeah, I'm doing it. I'm buying stock in Andy Borgalis and Lou Headley because I have predicted Miami to win this game. I'll give you my official prediction in a moment, but I'm predicting this, this game to be won by Miami. Very close, low scoring. So that means every field goal and every extra point 
And every single hidden yard you get from the punting game is going to matter in this one, especially for Lou Headley. You talk about seniors. Lou Headley is like a 10th-year senior. This is his final collegiate game. I hope he's not needed too much because I don't want the punter on the field every drive. But whenever he's in, with uh, Lou, please pin him deep. Let's win this field position game. And, yeah, for Borigalis, every extra point is going to matter. And I, I could see Miami potentially winning this game on a field goal. So Borigalis and Lou Headley are both going to be incredibly, incredibly important for this one. So I am buying stock in both. And, yeah, for Miami's passing game, I think you're going to have to get it going this week. Uh, so you're going to have a much better chance if Van Dyke does play. I like what Brashard Smith has been doing in recent weeks. Uh, Xavier Restrepo being back and being healthy. Just in case you didn't know, he's Tyler Van Dyke's roommate. Yeah, you, you knew about that one, right? So that connection is going to have to be important this week. Colby Young. You remember Colby Young. For, you know, the, the first couple of games or the most recent couple of games that Young has played with Tyler Van Dyke was putting up Tyreek Hill type of numbers. Like he, like he was putting up video game numbers. And then, you know, since we've had primarily Jake Garcia, Jakari Brown in recent weeks, Colby Young has not been lighting up the stat sheet. But when Tyler Van Dyke has played since Colby Young emerged in October, the guy was playing lights out. So hopefully we can get that connection back going as well. When we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the odds and ends, and I'm going to give you my official prediction for Miami versus Pittsburgh. We're going to take a look at some of the numbers courtesy of Bet Online. But, guys, I want to talk about upside. I can't imagine not using this app. I'm doing regular things like filling my tank with gas, buying groceries, eating out at restaurants, and no strings attached. I'm getting cash back right into my pocket, right into my upside app. Like it's it's hard to believe that people out there aren't using this, guys. Inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back. Maybe you're driving less, you're dining out less, you're buying less from the grocery store. There's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, I don't have to cut back as much because I'm getting cash back on every single purchase. To get started, Download the free Upside app and use my promo code LOCKED. And then you get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. So what you do when you're using Upside, when you're getting gas, I use it every single time I get gas, guys. And, you know, we know gas has been fluctuating a bit, but it's been expensive, all right? I just check in at that gas station. They've got GPS on there, so they know which gas station you're at. You check in at that location and then I'm getting sometimes 11 cents, 12 cents, 13 cents back per gallon. And it's all getting into my upside account, guys. It's so easy to use, so easy to sign up. Uh, you check in at your business, you pay as usual with a credit card or debit card, and you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. It's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use my promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code LOCKED. Thank you for being locked in to Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, it's Friday, 
today when we're doing the show. So if you're watching this on Friday, we got Florida and Florida State tonight. Um, now, you ask, because obviously if you're a Miami fan watching this, you don't like either of them, right? Who do you hope wins the game? Because we know they can't both lose. As much as we love it, they can't both lose. So I've been asking people throughout the week, and this is usually how you separate the old school fan from the newer school fan, right? Who would you prefer wins this game between Miami and Florida State? Um, guys, I obviously I dislike both programs, but normally I prefer a Florida State win. Because I've always had respect for Florida State and pure hate for the Gator, especially this season. I'm I'm actually hoping Florida State wins the game this season. Because you think about this other angle, it's probably better for us, us being Miami, if Florida State wins because Florida and Miami are in direct competition over at least a dozen top recruits. And that includes guys who are uncommitted and even several guys who are committed to Miami. Florida is still trying to flip a handful of Miami's verbal commits. So you're competing with a lot more recruits with Florida than with Florida State. So honestly, like, I'm not saying I like either team or I want to celebrate a victory for either team, but I usually always lean to Florida State over Florida, and that that definitely reigns true this year because the recruiting battles are, are pretty vicious between these two teams. But, all right, guys, let's take a look at some of the numbers, courtesy of Bet Online, And you guys know Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And this is where I'm getting all my numbers here is BetOnline.net. So you look at Miami's odds, all right? Hurricanes are six and a half point underdogs against Pitt, and the over-under for this game is 43 and a half. Now, I've been saying this all week. I am I am expecting Tyler Van Dyke to start this game. And whenever we find that out, it might be two hours before kickoff, three hours, but it's usually Pete Thamel who ends up tweeting whether or not Van Dyke is going to play. I think he's going to play this week. And when that gets made official, there's going to be money coming in on Miami. So if you're, if, if you do want to bet on Miami to cover that six and a half point spread, they're underdogs, then you should lock it in sooner, not later. Cause if you wait until the status of TVD is announced, the line is going to move. You probably want to lock it in sooner. And for the record, I think Miami's going to win this game. My official prediction, 2019 Hurricanes. So I think it's going to be a close game, and I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. So if I look at that over-under at 43-and-a-half, I think we're going to go under that. Um, you know, I, I think uh, Abana Kanda is going to get some yardage and do his thing, but uh, I think Miami is going to contain Pitt's offense for the most part. Slovis will not have a good day. And then, of course, Miami's offense always struggles at least a little bit. But if Van Dyke plays, I think Miami's going to hit some big passing plays. And it's going to be a close game, low-scoring game. So I like under 43-and-a-half. And, a half, and I, I would lean to Miami to covering a six-and-a-half-point spread. A couple of the other numbers I look at in college football. Guys, there are some huge numbers out there. And my rule of thumb is when you see numbers this big, especially in a rivalry game, I lean to the underdogs to cover, not necessarily to win, but to cover. Iron Bowl. The Alabama Crimson Tide are 22-point favorites against Auburn. 
Because it's such a big rivalry, I think Auburn can keep this within two touchdowns. I think they lose the game outright but cover the spread. So take a look at that one because that's a big number and an even bigger number. And I know there's a huge disparity between the teams right now, but Georgia are minus 36. 36! 36 36-point favorites against Georgia Tech. I get it. Georgia probably at least five or six touchdowns better on paper than Georgia or Georgia or Georgia five or six touchdowns better than Georgia Tech but when I see a number that big it's a matter of principle that's an opportunity for me in a rivalry game maybe Georgia Tech can keep it within four scores all right so I, I'm interested in them covering that spread thank you guys so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today make sure you make Locked on Sports today your next listen the biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions big game recaps and the take of the day they're available free on the Odyssey app YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts uh, we're going to be talking with you throughout the weekend we we may so here's what I may want to do on uh, on a Saturday episode once we get uh the recruitment list for which recruits are visiting i want to talk about that we didn't talk much recruiting on this episode because we did a lot of it on yesterday's episode not a lot has changed since then so if you want to get your recruiting fix and your transfer portal fix make sure to uh to look at the episode we did yesterday on thanksgiving day so you may have missed it so check that out we will talk to you guys again tomorrow on another episode of locked on canes part of the awesome locked on podcast network your team every day